Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins and everything in between. I'm Benedict and I'm feeling scattered. I'm Benedicta. Today is August 2nd. This is episode number 148 and I'm still feeling kind of antsy. That doesn't sound too good. Especially as you're coming out of your vacation, right? Well, well, the, see, it's kind of like that good kind of antsy in the way because we're still semi on vacation since there's no school or daycare or anything like that. But I'm kind of like, like I want to, I want to get going again. <laughs> you know, I want to have my full week to like do stuff and like do more um, work. I guess. Um, so it's like a good, but then I can't because there's, you know, people are visiting from America and then, you know, Lillian is still on summer vacation and all of those things are also good and I want to do them, but I'm also like, oh, but I, I, wanna, <laughs> I just want to sit there by my computer and now that I'm, especially now that I'm back home and like with my external computer and my regular setup and kind of like feeling kind of want to get back to the, not the grind because I never really grind, but back to more doing more stuff i guess so it's not too bad um i just hope i can like use the feeling or the energy and actually get stuff done and also enjoy you know people and summer last <laughs> last weeks of summer <laughs> yeah yeah i'm kind of last done with summer at the moment like super <laughs> hot out here Oh, we still haven't got like that heat wave kind of it just like flew past Scandinavia. We got like two days where it okay. was like a regular, I guess like a regular German summer or like South German summer. We had like 28 degrees for two days. And then now it's like tomorrow. I think they're saying in the morning it's going to be like 15 degrees. And then like our all time high tomorrow, it's going to be 23. So. Okay, yeah, that's something different. Come yeah, to Norway. Like, <laughs> Come visit. Yeah, two weeks ago, we had like 50 degrees. In, on 50 degrees Celsius? 50 degrees Celsius. In the sun, that, not in the shade, but still. That 50. is insane. Okay. I feel for you. And, How are you even and, getting anything done? Uh, I don't know. We, we, we're doing a good job of keeping the house coolish. Um, but recently, it's a little bit overcast in the last couple of days, at, at least at night. So it doesn't mm -hmm. cool down enough. And I haven't been sleeping well for the last week, at least. So we have all the windows open just to get some fresh air into the house. But then it's noisy. And when the sun rises, it's it's too bright. And I, I don't know, <laughs> sleeping, sleeping like crap recently. <laughs> I say, you know, Scandinavia is here on top of, top yeah. of Europe, you know, just head on up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I At this moment, I wouldn't mind uh, just like moving out of here to Scandinavia or something <laughs> where it's not as hot as it is here. Um, so anyways. Well, enough about the weather as Europeans talking about at least in skin I don't know if, if Germans usually do but like the weather is a is a big topic in in all of Scandinavia it's like all we talk about basically when we meet it's other like the go to the, the go to topic that everyone has an opinion about right yes 
But I love how, like, we're in the region, we're like, you know, or maybe not all, but I feel like me and a lot of people like me were like, oh, it's, you know, it's too cool. It's too cool. And then we get like two d- days of like actual summer. We're like, oh, that's too warm. And then it's like, it was, <laughs> we, it's never, right. you know, it's, it's never, never It's good. never the perfect temperature. It's like one or no. two days a year where it's like super nice. We were super. No, actually, twenty eighth was good when we were on the ocean, um, and also we could do our stand up paddling and swim, and and you know when you're on the ocean, you can take a lot more heat than when you're in the city. So I'm really happy we weren't at home for like those those days. Um, but we also like quick story. We ended our vacation with like the electricity going out in the whole kind of property that we have in Sweden. Um, there's like a boathouse, and then there's a house. Um, and that's kind of fine in, would have been okay maybe in the city. I'm not like 100% sure how everything is done here. But at the summer house, we have this like private um, water and sewage system that is then connected to the public one, but on the other side of the sound. So we have our own like these like, I don't know what it's called, but, like pumps, tanks for this, mm-hmm. like our personal sewage. So when the electricity goes out, it doesn't work. So we were like, mm-hmm. we need to get out of here pretty quick because this, these tanks are going <laughs> to fill up. Um, but luckily for me, it was like we were supposed to leave Sunday and we ended up leaving Saturday. So it was a little bit of like a crazy just like getting out of there and not trying to use too much water and, and stuff like that um, and couldn't, you know, charge anything. We were like running to our neighbors and stuff. But unfortunately, my sister, you know, is supposed to take over now and uh, have like 30 people coming on Saturday. And we still don't know what's wrong because it's not in the house. It's outside somewhere on one of the main Mm. lines. So the electrician is supposed to come, but he's on vacation because it's Sweden and they take, you know, their vacation very seriously. And I tried to like, are there no emergency options? But it didn't seem to be any emergency (laughs) options, especially when you're on an island, outside an island. So my sister is like, getting anxious about her party because <laughs> you can't have 30 people attending a party when you have no search system so that was the end to the vacation but it was uh we're really happy it didn't happen like two weeks earlier or you know even a week earlier it was if something was going to go wrong it was the perfect time so that was the end of my summer vacation crazy story there's always something going wrong at them at the cabin but yeah i'm home now <laughs> 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 so what else has been up or do you want me to go first uh i don't mind like if you have something to talk about right away you can go and otherwise i, I <laughs> give my updates it's not that much yeah because you were saying you feel still feeling a little unfocused oh yeah very much or scattered. Like, what uh, did you say? I, I said i think i said scattered but um yeah, it's just crazy. Too many, too many stuff. Too much. Too many requests. People wanting stuff from me. Customers asking for features. Customers asking for integrations. Customer complaining about problems. Uh, all of that stuff, and then um, yeah, just like dealing with a lot of small, small annoyances in the app. Um, trying to solve a couple of problems that are in there for a while now, and that. Then realizing, okay, this change needs to change over there, which then needs to change over there. I'm basically digging myself into layers and layers and layers of work. Um, and then always getting pulled out of it because something else is happening and something else needs my attention. It's just super annoying. 
And I guess like added on top of that is that I'm not sleeping well because it's too hot. And like after it's just, I, my brain's kind of fried. Um, yeah, I so get, that's, oh, that's been that. going on. And I guess your, your and, code base, we talked about that before, but your code base is getting to be pretty mature. So that's yeah, when you start getting these, these issues as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of code or, by now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying this for the last couple of years, like nothing's trivial anymore. And that's not saying, well, who knows, but I don't think our code is bad in a way. Like it's not, it's not like the worst code. It's just a super complex system at this point. And yeah, like even small changes can affect a lot of things. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's what I'm trying to do these days is like, um, Actually, the, the thing I've been working on today and yesterday was um, uh, getting the type system working correctly because it's one of the main annoyances from almost day one is that when you build a filter and it's a date, the system doesn't know it's a date, so it doesn't present you with the right UI elements and stuff like that. And so far, we've been guessing the type based on the name of the property you're checking, but of course, that that doesn't work. Like, everyone comes up with their own naming scheme and some make sense and some don't make sense at all. <laughs> so trying to guess the type from the name of the property is kind of the, the, the worst thing you can do. And um, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, we rolled out a system that the first time we see a property, we infer its type from the value you're sending and then store it in a database. And I recently built a UI that allows you then to edit those types. So if we, if, if we got it wrong or you got it wrong the first time, you can still change it. So it's not an integer anymore. It's now a date and stuff like that. But the, the, the problem is like now getting all that information in all of the parts of the UI that actually need that. Um, for example, our filter builder now has to know about the types and, and all of that. But... It doesn't know about the types until it fetched the type information from the server. So now everything has to be async, which wasn't the case previously because we could just do it at runtime. And uh, it's like, as I said, like it's a, a huge mess and uh, requires a lot more work than you'd think from the outside. So yeah, that's what's been going on in that part. Um, in other things that I've been tackling recently, and yeah, you could argue maybe it's a distraction, but um, I'm researching uh, hosting solutions. Um, so in case we have to migrate off of Heroku, um, which might happen at some point, uh, so we're not entirely unprepared for that date. <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning a lot of stuff about just AWS. I, I've never used AWS other than S3 buckets. <laughs> um, and now I'm... I'm getting myself a little bit more familiar with all of that stuff and also learning um, Terraform for infrastructure as code automation because AWS UI is just horrible. <laughs> so I'd rather write some code <laughs> than, than click around. I love that somebody's UI. made a product because the UI is horrible. Well, I guess that's a lot of products. That's a lot of products, like that. yeah. So it's yeah. With <laughs> and I mean... It, <laughs> Managing the stuff as code, come, I think, comes with a lot of other 
benefits of like having it versioned and you can mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah you have a track record and it's easier to see at one glance what's actually happening and it's a lot more explicit than setting stuff in the setting stuff up in the ui and then a week later trying to find all that stuff again <laughs> <laughs> like at some point I, i tried something manually and then i want just wanted to clean up behind myself like undoing all the changes i made uh the week before and it's just it's it's near impossible because you tend to forget all the all the parts that you had to make tweaks to and um yeah with uh with terraform at least that part's a lot more explicit and um if you tell it to destroy everything it will just destroy everything so <laughs> that's kind of nice <laughs> um yeah so, so now that's... i'm sending you all the aws memes that i come across <laughs> because yeah. i don't understand them i or i understand kind of the sentiment behind some of them but i've never used aws so but i just keep sending them to you <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah and I, i i mean i'm in the same boat i haven't really used it myself as well like as i said like s3 buckets is the only thing i've used in the past But I felt like I should get more familiar with all of that stuff because at some point we will outgrow our current requirements and like the, our current system. And added on top the problems Heroku has been having over the last couple of months, I feel like we should at least think about other solutions. So yeah, doing everything ourselves on top of AWS was one of the things I... I started investigating. I'm also investigating HashiCorp's Waypoint product, um, which is like, I don't know, it feels like a, a Heroku-like layer on top of whatever cloud provider you choose. And that's also kind of interesting, but in a way, it already does too much magic in my AWS account. So I, <laughs> <laughs> again, don't know what's going on and what, Like, was this there before or should is it okay to delete this <laughs> or does uh, hash, uh, a waypoint uh, uh, depend on it and stuff like that so yeah at this point i don't really have a conclusion but um, it's a good learning exercise and it feels good to know a little bit more about that stuff and feels good to be a little more proficient with setting stuff like that up and seeing how things interact and what's required and what isn't required And it's also interesting to to just reflect on all the things that Heroku just does for you because I feel like you don't know until you move away and don't get a lot of those things anymore where you realize, oh, this thing that was trivial before is now actually quite complicated. <laughs> um, so just trying to replicate everything is great of like, maybe valuing Heroku even more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I could do the next price hike. Like, this could maybe be worth it, I guess, if you actually go through and see what you're getting. But yeah, like, either do, do the next price hike or just be fine with all the problems it has on top of the good things it has. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's... Anyway, I, I feel like it's a good it's a good learning exercise. It just feels good to get a little bit more familiar with the underpinnings. Um, 
just enough to be dangerous. And maybe we'll hire someone for like just the op stuff, maybe a consultant or something to help us with that. But I guess even for that, it helps to have a li a li at least a little bit of familiarity with the parts involved and the things involved, um, just so you know roughly what's going on and what sounds like a good idea and what doesn't sound like a good idea. So yeah, that's that's been going on over the last couple of weeks. But again, a lot of it is just a little bit here, a little bit there, and then being pulled away to something else that needs my attention. So overall, it's a little bit annoying. On the, on the other side, uh, the, the WYSIWYG editor is making progress, even though I've been saying this for the last eight weeks or so. We, we checked. Um, it's almost week. I think we're in week seven right now. But next week will be week eight that we're working on this. And it feels like we're 90% done, but it, well, nine, the last 10% need 90% of the time or something like that. Um, we did some testing with uh, just a team where they tried to break it and, and provide feedback a couple of weeks ago. And I hope we will be able to share it with people like you and other people who have opinions about stuff um, to, to get some, some additional testing done. Um, hopefully this week, like we have like four small bugs that we need to fix. And then I guess it's ready for another round of feedback. So there's progress, but it's, it's slow and it's kind of annoying at this point. And I think both, both Leo and me are, we're mentally we're done with this. Like we just want this to end. And I asked him yesterday if he if he wanted to work on something else for a week or so, just to get like to get something else on your mind. And he was like, Yeah, I don't know. I just want this to be done, so let's focus on it. <laughs> Which I feel like is a good sentiment. Um so that's what we're doing right now. Um yeah, that's that's it overall. Um Nothing. Nothing else is. Nothing else important is going on on top of that, which is already a lot. So it's probably better that way. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I decided that kind of August, since it's been August first on a Monday, I was like, yes, this is the beginning of this kind of work season. Even though I complained in the beginning that it won't be full time because there's lots of other cool things going on but by the end of the month Lillian will be back in school so that's that's exciting <laughs> for for me <laughs> um <laughs> I think she's loved summer vacation though we were a little scared that just staying at the cabin for weeks and weeks on end that she would find that boring but she absolutely loved it I loved it as a kid as well but it's kind of I don't know it feels like the sentiment around vacations now are a little bit different where most like adults are like you know they're doing things with their kids all the time like going to theme parks or like traveling or um and like that's what vacation is supposed to be but for me vacation is just hanging out that's how i grew up hanging out at at the summer cabin and just like basically not doing anything but doing a lot but like nothing kind of pre-planned or you know that kind of stuff so i really uh, liked seeing that she liked that because that's what we will be doing next year as well um, <laughs> But so I decided that um, August 1st, we're back on with a 30-day yoga 
challenge slash journey. Um, so if you want to join the yoga pirates and doing um, move by yoga with Adrian, you can check out my Twitter and uh, just raise a hand and we'll give you some accountability. And then later in the fall, I'm guessing, or late in the fall, I would say Queen Ray is going on tour. Woo! So uh, yeah, as I shared earlier, um, I've been accepted to speak at and hold a workshop at Modern Frontends in London in November. And then I've also been accepted and also kind of invited to another really super exciting conference that I'm not allowed to reveal yet because it's not social media official, but I'll let you know as soon as it is. <laughs> um, and then I got a DM yesterday from Will Senton, 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 anyway, of, he is the guy behind JavaScript, the hard parts that you can find on Frontend Masters that I did like a year ago. And I really, you know, really, really enjoyed. And like, I have some photos of me like drinking wine and with a candle and like <laughs> watching this as like my nighttime binge watching. So my friend kind of joked uh, a little bit around that. And then he DM'd me, but I didn't realize it was him because the image you know how you get DMs on Twitter and you're like, oh, I don't really know who this person is. But he's like, oh, do you want to talk to our alumni? And I thought it was like one of these code schools where, you know, with, for career switchers or something. And I was like in my more like off time mode because this I was daytime, I guess, in the States. And it was like afternoon for me. And I realized I need to remember to like check myself because then I was like in, you know, friend kind of chatty, chatty mode. So I was like, yeah, sure. And kind of like half-assing it a little bit. <laughs> and then I was like, but who is this person? And I was like, oh, oh my God, it's one of my heroes. <laughs> 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 but I kind of reeled it back in. Um, so I'll be interviewed or we're going to do a chat on his YouTube channel, I think, or his Code School's uh, YouTube channel. And I checked out the last kind of like fireside chat or like interview style video that they have done and he has like 2.3k people or views which is a lot more than the pirate show gets so that can be um that would be super interesting to see if that you know we can get some new viewers over to our channel and also um i think his code school is more for upskilling so there's a lot of people who are already in organizations that take kind of these workshops and and stuff like that and he mentioned that a lot of them are excited about Gatsby after the fact he mentioned that so you know maybe there's even some you know potential Gatsby plugin maintenance um clients in there we'll hope but anyway I'll do it I mean it's like it will basically be like a podcast type thing just showing up as a guest um but yeah I just have to remember and even in, with Slack like I need to remember that even though I'm on afternoon time you know not everybody speaking to me are on afternoon time so it could be good right. to just like spend five minutes before you fire off some kind of you know afternoon response um but I guess that's the uh, perils of um of a worldwide working oh on that note, did I mention the culture map, the book, in any of the podcasts this this summer? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Yeah, so there's this book, The Culture Map, that I recommend that everybody um, who listens to our show reads because I am imagining you work across border or at least are in some chat, chat Slack channels with people from other work cultures. And the book is all about how different cultures work differently and have different expectations and where kind of the problems might arise when you do cross-border work. Um, and she's kind of mapped out these different scales. So it's low context, high context is one of them. Like, is, is your culture one that will kind of 
over explain things to make sure everybody's on the same map and Americans are on <clears throat> high context. <laughs> so that's why, you know, their way of doing presentations as well is like say the thing or like, you know, say what you're going to talk about, then talk about it and then you know, summarize what you said kind of style of talking um, is a high context kind of culture way of communicating. And then there's also how you give negative feedback and um, and then also time, you know, if 15 minutes late is late uh, on all that, those kinds of juicy topics. But the book is really well written. It's like got really clear recommendations and uh, there are some really fun stories. A lot of them are German-American uh, or German-Japan. So you, I think you'd find it um, funny. There's also some French and Russian, like the larger countries, of course, are the most represented in her stories. But <clears throat> anyway, I recommend reading that book on the kind of like, you know, how you speak in, in Slack tunnels and what you, how you professionally expect Twitter DMs to be like, she talks about those kinds of things. Um, but back to the um, Gatsby plugin work that we are doing. So we just finished up, or we finished up the Cloudinary um, initial project before the summer. We were hoping to get some beta testers, um, but we didn't really get any beta testers. So we had decided to put it into production now that the summer vacation was over and we are here and able to monitor any issues that might arise. Um, I've seen there have been some installs and nothing has arised yet. So um, seems like... We're not like no big red flags <laughs> have emerged mm -hmm. from the work that we have done. Um, and that has led me to work more on kind of a description of a ongoing maintenance and support for Gatsby plugin, um, like proposal that we can send out to more people, but Cloudinary will be the first to get it. And then hopefully um, other clients will get that as well. And my idea there is that we'll have one option, kind of the lowest option is where we're only in their GitHub uh, repos and like answering and, uh, and responding to anything that comes in kind of retroactively. And then we'll have the second option where we'll do more of kind of support anything they send our way. And then we'll translate it into GitHub issues or help their Gatsby uh, users wherever that request came in. And then kind of the third and highest level option will be where we are more like proactively, more kind of advocacy-like work where we will kind of monitor Reddit and Twitter and all of these places and Stack Overflow for questions and help people, um, you know, more actively, uh, retroactively. I can't even spoken too much in Norwegian this summer. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so I'm trying to um, summarize those different options and pricing them. So that's what I'm working on this week, in addition to an initial um, proposal for a potential new client. Woo! So if we get both of these two clients and then get them over on, you know, if we have Cloudinary, if you get them over on an on, um, uh, ongoing basis, and then also this other client, we'll have two. And I only think we'll have room for three or four if we're gonna do a really good job, depending on what option they choose, of course. If they all just do the GitHub option, then uh, we'll have room for more, um, more customers. But if they go for the higher level options, we might not have room for for that many. So let your friends know now is the time <laughs> to contact us um, if they need to upgrade their Gatsby plugins because version five will be coming um, sooner than we might think. So um, if you don't have support for version four already, then you know you need to get on that or your friends need to get on that. So that was my little sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> good job, good job. <clears throat> 
but the whole level kind of of uh, the level of involvement there with being more on support was through that one sales call that we did where where the person actually really wanted to offload Gatsby support because they internally they don't have that much Gatsby kind of um, experience or knowledge so they find it hard to then help their customers again when they are using their plugin because they often ask things that are Gatsby specific and for Gatsby best practices and he was like well I would just love to be able to offload that onto somebody else and have them do all of those kinds of support requests instead of having to hire internally for all these different frameworks um so I feel like we're onto something like this this is gonna work we're gonna I think uh, it's absolutely going to work. And it's so much fun being like an expert in a framework. Um, I thought it would be <laughs> yeah. boring to kind of focus. And everybody said it's not boring to focus. I didn't believe them. I have now focused and it's not boring. It's kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, should have listened to advice earlier, I guess. <laughs> surprised if people are actually right. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, and then um, back to POW, which like, you know, blew up before the summer or the space blew up before the summer. And I didn't really harvest it that much. We got about seven new customers in the last three months, but we're still stable at a little, little over 50 active customers. So we are losing people to churn. Um, and I realized, but I realized kind of in that where things blew up around kind of women's health, especially in America, that, and I talked about it, like, the dem like POW kind of demands more seriousness and demands to be bigger than maybe I could make it. And that has kind of just made me stop doing anything because I'm like, I don't, this is too big. It's too important. Um, so I've decided to like actively just think of it. It's like this very like little side project. It's just going to be slow and steady. And then maybe I will actually be able to start doing work again instead of kind of giving in to other people's um other people's kind of vision of what it could be or like how I should, you know, capitalize on the political discussions or, um, and just try and kind of keep it small, but keep it going for a long time because I see people are searching for this. Now we are climbing on some like search. I have some alerts from HRF, um, and stuff like that. So I think it might be able be possible to kind of have it as a little side project. that can go like grow, uh, very slow and steady and kind of more in the way that Michael also talked about, like just having it work for me in the way that that feels good to me instead of trying to like make it this thing that other people might think that it should become or like I thought it should become when I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. Anyway, that's my thoughts um, on that. So we'll see how that goes, because then I can just like do a little bit maybe every week. When Lillian is back in school, that is, because I don't have time to that right now. Because <laughs> if I can just I lower the churn a little bit, then it will slowly yeah. grow. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a good decision to, well, to make the decision to not try to capitalize on it because um, I feel like you either go all in and like, focus just on that and i guess that's what's needed to capitalize on the current changes in the environment um or you're fine with not doing that and just like keeping keeping it like it is and like just deliberately keeping as a side project and being fine with that i guess the hardest part is being fine with that uh and just accepting the way it is but making that decision is probably an important step to 
to feel at peace with it. <laughs> yes, and I think that's what I realized this summer that I am actually at peace with it because it's so much fun with the plugins, and I do believe that that can be a sustainable business that we won't need, um, we won't depend on or need income from the side, like a side project like Pile, because the the plugin and the Gatsby Authority kind of business, Queen Ray, <laughs> will uh, generate enough money in the um, in the end to sustain us and also in a in a way that is very suits our lifestyle very well and where we're at right now because what I realize now with pushing out these cloudinary updates into production, it's not live production. It's not like user lists, you know, or POW where suddenly you take down production. I mean you release them to NPM, people have to install them then they have to like you know build their sites and then they get errors and then they can report those and decide not to upgrade i mean you still want to do good work but it's not like you have to be on call on call uh, if you know for for this yeah. kind of maintenance work and i think that suits us really well being a small company and wanting to stay just a family like we don't want to be on call on call um and for pow then keeping it small and then it, if it suddenly turns out to become something bigger like at that point, you can decide to do something with it and get other people to be on call if that's needed. But with 50 customers, let's say we get like a couple of hundreds, it's still not going to be on call on call <laughs> because it's not going to be the level um, that you are seeing now where like if something goes down, you actually kind of need to fix it. Otherwise, you'll lose customers, right? Because it's it's mission critical for their companies. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really like I'm really happy taking me years, but now like this queen business, it's really <laughs> working to my advantage. It's like working on all of our strengths in the family, and I think we're gonna have fun um, like being in this space for a long time. And there's so much we could do within the space. Like we've talked about courses and books, and we can do all of those things. Um, but having, but if we get like three to four customers on um, ongoing support and maintenance pl plan, I think it will be very beneficial for them because we'll be on top of their plugins all the time. They'll take the Gatsby community serious, uh, seriously. Um, we can, you know, they can offload support to us and all of that, but it still really fits in with our life, uh, with our life. So I guess that's what I realized over the summer. So I'm antsy to get started, but I'm like, not really, like I'm pretty satisfied with life. <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> or like my work-life balance or integration i guess work-life integration um that we have yeah that's kind of nice i mean that's that's everything that's what we kind of all try to achieve like just being happy and uh having a good like work-life balance in a way like i hate the term but still um yeah, it's, but it's so hard to know ahead of time, like what that actually, like what that actually looks like for you specifically. Um, it's so hard because you have to test it and then you have to like let things go and let ideas about yourself or, or just the product or whatever. You have to like let it go because you realize that, oh, I didn't really enjoy those activities or I didn't really enjoy what that did to my life. And then you happen to do things like streaming and you're like, I love it, even though <laughs> I thought I'd never love it. Um, so like giving 
taking time to actually like test things out more than just thinking about them because there's so many things that sounds fun like in your head and then when you do them you're like but i don't really like i might like the result of it but i don't really enjoy the the process of it yeah um and i guess that's like everybody wants to be we talked about this before you know everybody wants to be in a band but not everybody wants to practice like if you hate practicing then like maybe musician isn't your thing and it's the same thing like we all want the sass but do we really want to be on call do we really (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so like finding a business that but some people would love like you know some people love yeah people love different things so you need to at least we can't enjoy all of it though because there's still you know it's so bills and there's like admin and some people love admin but they usually like end up working with that for others but anyway there's always like a lid but you should enjoy like a larger portion of the work you do um otherwise like it's could be possible to find another um another business or another just angle on the business right yeah but i guess letting go and like saying goodbye to your ideas and like your 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 own vision of yourself i guess that's the hard part like knowing when it's time to to move on and being okay with moving on i guess that's the challenging part i think that vision of yourself is like even harder than letting go the the id or the product or the like you have this kind of identity like i had like my coding identity that i couldn't let go of i could not let go being the technical being looked at as the technical person and with the the uh queen ray empire (laughs) we're going grand here um you know that's what i am i am the expert in something technical and i can do a lot of non-technical um activities but people it will all kind of surround about around me being a technical expert while with POW, I would have to become more of a business owner identity, I guess, or like a health advocate kind of identity if I was going to go make that into my, you know, full time or main main yeah. gig. And I couldn't deal with that. Like I couldn't like I yeah, I did not like that. And maybe I should. But then but then again, life is short. So maybe not, you know. Let's let's do what is fun. And now I get to speak at large conferences <laughs> around the world. <laughs> let's see if that turns out to be as much fun as you envision it to be right now. <laughs> oh, I've done it before. And I know that too many of them are not fun. So I'm being yeah. choosy and also trying to um, not have too many of them. Um, That's smart. <laughs> yeah. But like earlier in the summer when we get went to Ludwig and met everyone that you know from the internet and we could talk tech again, because then I could talk tech with them. But while I went to yeah. microconf, everybody wanted to talk about their fertility story. And I was like, I'm not really interested in your fertility <laughs> story. Um, I can actually, you know, uh, it was just so much fun just hanging out with people that you enjoy talking to. And, and I had a blast at microconf too, by the way. But uh, I just realized <laughs> that like, okay, I need this half of that and not the other half of it (laughs) (laughs) anyway let's cut it at that some life discussions here at the end summer is coming to an end um school is start school year is starting it's always a fun time yep Yep. well done 
this was a good update. I guess we are back to the regular schedule, or do you still want to do like every other week? I know, we'll do every week because I gotta get cracking. <laughs> <laughs> cool, then I guess talk to you next week and see you around the internet. <laughs>